Well, good morning, boys and girls, Facebook land, Andrew land, Andrew in his living room land. I mean, I'm technically in my dining room and my living room is behind me, but you know, that's how it works. I, I have no idea how we sound. I, I hope we sound okay. You, you sound great in my ears, buddy. Uh, you you sound good in my ears, but so Tim uh, texted me last night saying, "Hey, uh, heads up, I've been sick all weekend, and and I I heard it. I heard it when we had talked earlier. You were hawking up the lung and just sounded all kinds of disgusting. And uh, Tim, I don't even know if you know this, the timing of your illness is beautiful because my uh, my team is out this week. I have no Shirley. I have no Glenn. So I went in and spent like an hour this morning doing administrative stuff after I took yeah. the kids into school. Wow. And I was like, hey, there is no reason for me to be here. I can hang out with my dog. And this so an, I am working from home. This is actually a really good week to do some at-home work for you. You can get caught up. You've had a couple of insanely busy weeks. I mean, from Easter to that conference a couple of weeks ago, I mean, you did not get much rest. And the fact that uh, I had a professor that thought, hey, do you know what? I know that some professors give students the option of not turning in the biggest assignment of the year right around Easter. Yeah. I'm not going to be that kind of professor. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been busy, but we're good. We're home now. We're on the other side of it. And all is well. On top of that, yesterday was Sunday. And this, this right here, Andrew, you know what it is. It's the morning it's after. It's the morning after. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. Well, boys and girls, it's here. It's Monday. I am not in the office. Andrew is not in the office. We're we're at home. Andrew's in his living room. I, I was in the office earlier. I'm we both got now, but we I... both got office work done this morning. But we are both home now. I'm in the classroom. You can't see my daughter next to me, but she's getting some homeschool work done. And I am popping the halls. Cough drops like a madman. Um, what? Which ki- which uh, daughter is doing homeschool work in there? It's Zoe Bear. She she can't hear you because you're in my ears. But she's number three in the she, birth order. Number one in number my heart. Number three in the birth order. Number one in my heart. Zoe Miller. Here's here's what people watching online need to understand that I'm grateful that Zoe can't hear because I'm in Timmy's ears. But at one point, our families were at Disney together, and my firstborn walked up to Zoe and just kissed her on the mouth. And uh, so long, I've, I've forgotten that. Thank you for bringing up that very painful memory. <laughs> I don't think either family quite knew what to do. <laughs> we were all in shock. Sometimes, if Disney has taught us anything, it's that when you see a girl and you want to kiss her, you should just kiss her. I'm, trying I'm pretty to, sure this, they like, weird camera why? angle. There we go. I think they actually changed I, that song for the upcoming Mermaid movie. If I think if I'm so, not mistaken. Th- there's a there's a consent component to kiss the girl. Yeah. So Andrew, I, I texted you. Was it Saturday night or Saturday early Sunday night. morning? Yeah. I I thought that whatever I had the last few days was going to just go away, but it got worse. Thankfully, I tested negative for COVID, so I knew I could hey, I can still preach, and I'm not going to you know kill half the congregation. 
Do you do the nose strips, or, or what do you do for the test these days? Yeah, do I do the, the ones uh, that Uncle Joe sent out to everybody. Yep. Yeah. And you can just keep it's registering still the worst for those. Feeling. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, they'll it's, just it keep is. sending them to you. Yeah. So I, but I gotta ne- say, negative, I, negative COVID by texting you. Growth. Yeah. Because there was one time when you're like, I'm not going to test myself because if I have COVID, it's too late to call in a replacement. And then you almost died. So I'm very proud of you for. Uh, well, I definitely didn't want to run. I didn't want to replicate that because we're we're at the two year mark right now. So two years ago today, I was in recovery. I was not. I didn't preach for three weeks in a row. Two weeks. Was it? Was it two or three weeks in a row? So two weeks ago from last week was when you were in the hospital. That's right. And I was so I, w- ter- I was terrified that I was going to have to somehow get to your phone before your wife did to delete all of the mean text messages I had sent you about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Do not make me laugh. I can't. Laughter is not good for my chest. <laughs> So, oh, that's funny. For the record, I I preached two uh, three thousand word manuscripts yesterday, and did not cough one time, not one time. Jimmy, I was super long yesterday too. I was like thirty four hundred years years thirty four hundred. Felt words, like not. I, I talked to members of your congregation. They said it felt like thirty four hundred years I because the sermon was they so were long. Not happy. They were not like people had to shave between the sermon and the fellowship hall because you know it, their beards had grown out that much. It was so but, when is it was uh, we started when, a new series in Ruth and so we covered yeah, a whole oh, chapter. So okay, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a big chunk of that was uh was just the text. So will it be? Is Ruth chapter two just so happened? When do you get to the just uh, so happened verse? So. Yeah. I think that's next chapter. That ended up so being be our week. our key theme for basically that the entire like series. A, a rally cry for your church. It was really it was really really cool. So when's the last time you preached under the weather? What are some what are some tips you have out there for us small to medium sized church pastors who look when we when we go under three days before we preach? You're not calling it a substitute. I have to get my trusty backpack here because in my backpack I keep uh, multiple tea bags somewhere if I can find them. But what? I, those are business cards. Hmm. But I, I have throat coat tea and a few others that are my uh, just encased uh, tea bags because a cup of tea with honey is my go to for throat. So you'll have that. Soreness. You'll have that in your coffee mug where where you're preaching on your table. Yeah. So I will if if I have a beverage up with me, uh, it is because I'm having throat issues. I typically will chug a cup of coffee during the worship set, and then I have like a you know my tall boy of my Starbucks cup of of water, so like a thirty ounce glass of water that I typically go through before the sermon but if i have a cup up with me at my little table it's got uh, throat coat tea with some honey in it so two Next, years ago yes. i i had my very literal flu game sermon because i i preached with it with was your covid sermon with covid 19 yes yesterday was not um not to that extent but didn't you sleep in between services it, during the COVID sermon, yeah, I, I fell asleep in between services. Sam had to had to wake me up to get ready to preach the next service. Yesterday, I just went to the to the office area and sat, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm trying not to talk because if I talk, I don't know if I can preach." the The drumming 
probably didn't help yesterday because my heart rate was then up right before I preached mm. both services. But I, I will tell you, the secret for me yesterday, um, cough drops, but can you tell that they're tucked here? So I, I tucked them That's in my cheeks. You're, you're chipmunking. So that's what it was. It was a chipmunk sermon, and I would just do this anytime I needed to lather the throat. Anytime you needed some extra saliva in there, you uh-huh. would just uh, gurgle, gurgle a little bit. But I couldn't take a sip. Microphone. I couldn't sip my drink because then the drink would wash away all of the cough yeah. goodness, and it would probably make you cough. And exactly. Uh, yeah. So I tried to be that. very. I tried to be very discreet with my my chipmunk cheeks and how I would apply more medicine while preaching. I, I don't know if it was Makes noticeable sense. or not. I made a statement about it in first service and was like, you know what? I'm just not even going to say anything about it. I, m- maybe no one will even notice. So then second service, I just didn't say a word. I definitely had to stick to the manuscript because I, I don't know about you, but when I'm a tad under the weather, I get a little brain foggy. So going off oh, manuscript is I a am bad idea. I to say something to go viral in a bad way. If yeah. I am, <laughs> when, when I'm not feeling it. Like we, we did a baby did dedication yesterday a... and I think I called the family by the wrong name at one time. And I was like, I. <laughs> we, we have a guy at church whose name is Caleb Bacon. And I was very, very tired. And I kept like in my head and I've known him for years. He was at my previous church. Um, it, it's a really cool story about how he and his family are up here. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, I wanted. To, I think it's because we guardianed this week, and so we've we rewatched the Christmas special. So I wanted to call him Kevin Bacon, and I didn't. But in my head, I was like, Andrew, you've known this guy for like seven or eight years. You probably should not call him by the wrong first name right about now. That would not be a good look. So it was good. It was fine. We covered. <laughs> so glad to hear that. We uh, what, we what Mother's Day stuff did you do? We we went all. All Mother's Day except for the sermon. So we had we had a fun opening video. We had a giveaway. We had a, a photo wall, which I texted you yesterday. I think it was the best one we've ever done. And I didn't even know what it was going to look like, what was happening, because we had uh, some awesome volunteers who were like, we're going to take care of this. So they did the giveaways. They did the, the photo wall. So we had some really fancy chocolates, some really Pinterest-worthy scripture bookmarks, and then the the neon yeah, cool. mom sign with the, uh, you know the the floral green backdrop for the photo wall seemed to be a mm. hit amongst the moms. Now you have a tradition of kind of kind of taking this on yourself every year, don't you? Yeah, and I should probably start handing off a lot of it uh, yeah. now that we're, you know, almost three times the size of the congregation that I inherited. But uh, so. What, on Thursday, I made a Sam's Club run and did all the candy and the roses, and then I right. just left the AC on in my office all week to keep the flowers from dying. So I, I put them in the bucket, and and they did great. So we did we did roses for mom, then we did like the Lindor truffles, and they they had pink and blue ones, so that worked out well. <laughs> I was almost like, ooh, depending on the gender of your child, what truffle can you take? I, we didn't do that, but um, they were they were really good. I ate several of them. My kids kept taking them. I was like, no, those are for moms. And then we uh, we stopped at the the cemetery because my wife's mom passed while we were in college. And by the way, if you've never been to a cemetery on Mother's Day, it is packed. My goodness, I have not um, been there's, to there's a one cemetery. Family, on 
there's one family who I'm assuming mom is over by where Melissa's mom is, and they we see them every year. They uh, they they have like uh, beach chairs and a picnic blanket, and I just wonder if they spend the whole day there because they are we're you know we're there for five or six minutes. It kind of works out well because I get to be the hero because I'm like, hey, honey, we have extra flowers because I bought more flowers than were needed for all of the women at church. Should we go visit your mom? And then, you know, I I get to be the hero that way each and every year, which is partially why I take on the assignment myself. But um, I I feel bad, though, because like we're we're there for four or five minutes and we also have four young kids and these are adults that are gathered around um, this one. But I'm like, hmm. So uh, they just see us pop in and and leave real quick. But it's always interesting for me just to see how many families um, make trips to the cemetery on Mother's Day. I mean, it is you you have to drive about two miles an hour to avoid running into another car or a person, which is I mean, it makes sense. But so I'm what do you guys do? In Mother's service. Day is the most visited day. Yeah. Um, we we welcome. We, we welcome every you know we, we do our regular service um we have kids on the the candy and and roses handout That's patrol cute. and so you know when we're doing like the welcome and greeting time we make sure the kids get involved that way but we didn't have any liturgical elements uh, the the past couple years i've used the the same call to worship for mother's day but it just didn't make a whole lot of sense especially because we are in an old testament narrative right now Right. And I, I try to not have the call to worship be from a same type of scripture as the sermon. And so we were, you know, fruits of the spirit for our call to worship. And then, you know, we do a pastoral prayer about 20 minutes into the service when we dismiss our kids to go to Harbor Kids. And at that point, the the moms were remembered and addressed and, you know, a prayer for people that are missing their mother or wishing that, you know, all of the different things that you hit on on mother's day so what's the most awkward thing the most awkward thing you've seen on a sunday on mother's day in your church history whether it's a i don't know let's let's recognize the oldest moms and the youngest like i've been a part of so many yeah really weird i'm like ah just it just feels (laughs) odd and then and you've got those who are like Mother's Day is the hardest day of the year for them so they're grieving hard and you've got like this trivia game happening on stage I don't know. So what what, yeah. what have you been a part of that you felt like, yeah, I've probably something I'm not going to do. Which, which is funny because that, that thing I think works really well on Father's Day, yeah. but does not work well on Mother's Day in the contexts that I've been in. And so for, for Mother's Day, it's kind of a, it's an all swim. It is a, any lady ever, we've, and we've got some ladies in our church that are um, probably in their mid fifties and, and don't have kids. And I always make sure that to the, whatever kids are handing out stuff, I'm like, you know, oh, make sure every lady that comes in gets something. And if they want to say, oh, no, thank you. I don't need one. That's fine. But but you're offering it to every lady, which is, makes it so funny because like my nine-year-old was recruiting other elementary school boys to help him honor the mothers. Nice. And so – but they don't – there's like a 17-year-old who's, whose family has been at the church for about a year. But my, kid, my kids don't know her. And so right. she walks in and they're like, happy Mother's Day. And so they're giving candy and flowers to the teenage girl because in their mind, anybody five years older than them is a grown-up. Accurate. So, um, it, but no, it's, it is very much an all-swim for, for the Mother's Day recognition and give-outs and – 
I I get it. You know, my my wife lost her mom when yep. we were in college, and Mother's Day is not a neutral day for her. Um, we we went up to her aunt's house for several hours afterwards because her aunt kind of stepped in when her mom passed. And so her brother and Melissa and her and their aunt Sue kind of sat around while I entertained the kids in the pool for a few hours and they got to catch up and do all that good stuff. But I think if you go in with the idea of this is Easter 2.0 by way of we're going to get, um, we're going to, you just you know be exciting and and celebrate or be excited and celebrate i think you're going to step on some toes and hurt some feelings so we Laura says we better to be too again. better to be too generous than not enough jeff says mother's day sink or swim at andrews church that sounds like yes. a fun mother's day <laughs> we we just go out to the bay and we make them tread water and the last one alive wins so and then they get to be all of our moms yeah, we, we don't do a whole lot in service. We have the, the, the video that I find on Igniter Media every year, and they always do a good job of covering like the full gambit of, you know, all all the moms mm-hmm. on Mother's Day, and it's always very touching. And I know you guys aren't big on video components at Safety Harbor, but we do try to, to mostly because service. our presentation software is a little thing called PowerPoint. I don't know if you're familiar, but it, it turns out that PowerPoint does not do video super, super well. PowerPoint. uh, That's what Michael Scott did one time. And I think when technology does not work well, it's super distracting, and that's not what you want to have happen in a worship service. Yeah. So so I'm not anti-video in the service. It's just as the tech guy slash pastor, it's hard to be in two places at once. I told our our announcement guy yesterday who was filling in for Sam, just, just hit on it quickly, don't linger on it, and we'll move forward. And that's what he did. He did a great job. Uh, we we used to do big Mother's Day, Father's Day themes, but lately we've just kind of been continuing in our series as opposed to going mm. by. I don't. Know, I thought the 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 meme that you posted in our our group chat this morning was pretty funny. The if you're a at a if you're an expositor preacher, uh, Happy Mother's Day. We're picking off where we left off last week. That yeah, that's the gist of it. It made it made me smile. I. John really says the church we, should focus on the word and not so much corporate holidays. I, I don't mind acknowledging the, the holidays that we're all, you know, celebrating. But, yeah, the focus probably isn't going to be on that holiday. Yeah. So the, on the flip side of that, I think there's something to be said about knowing when you're going to have an influx of people or you're going to have yeah. extra visitors. And, you know, there's – essentially almost like one Sunday a month where there's something going on that you're probably going to have more people in leveraging those days to kind of kick something off. So we didn't, we did not do a standalone mother's day series or sermon, but as I was trying to decide if our last series that we just finished was going to wrap up last week or this week, it was a, do I kind of stretch something thinner than it needs to be stretched or kind of use the momentum of Mother's Day to kick off a new series, especially because we were starting with Ruth, and so that's one that lends itself very well to Mother's Day. It's a great, and great one. So, so we are leveraging the momentum of a higher-attended Sunday because really we have May, and then in a few weeks we are uh, at Memorial Day, and then we're summering, and then and then it's kind of like a ooh. 
we could be up 20% one week and down 35% the next, and that's just part of summer. So might as well leverage one of the uh, influx days that you're going to have to try to get a little bit of momentum going. John says, can we Ephesians, please? So, John, um, we actually did. Uh, two summers ago, we went through the book of Ephesians. I think it was right before you came to Lakeview. So hop on over to the Lakeview website. We did we did an entire summer in the book of Ephesians, and it was a ton of fun. I think we're going to do Galatians this summer. Okay. Ephesians um, Ephesians fit well because of, I mean, really, it's it's kind of a, a time frame thing because it's, you know, you get that, hmm. that 10 to 12 weeks in the summer, and Galatians fits really well in there. Are you prepared to talk a lot about circumcision this summer? Because I, I didn't say I was preaching all of Galatians. I, I, okay. I might, we're going to have quite a few guest preachers while I'm at camp and things are going on. I was going to say because you're going to be uh, you're going to be talking about a lot of foreskin if you're going through Galatians all summer, and I think that you know there's no better person to do that than you. But I just want you to be prepared. I might bring you in. It's for in those. there a whole lot. For those <laughs> circumcision-specific sermons, I know your there you go. I, your I knowledge like on the subject with <laughs> with four sons is vast. It's much greater than mine. You know, there's the different techniques that that they use. There's like the little bell thing that's like a, a clip and like a twist. Um, then there's just the old-fashioned scalpel. Can't, there's 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 all these different techniques, and I think we had three different techniques for four boys. Um, it was, I actually it was didn't wild. know the there was that, different techniques. The thing that blows me away is that Laura says most... four sons. <laughs> the uh, the, oh, there we the the, that the plastibel. Laura... That's John. John <laughs> there, that's what. Yeah. There you that's go. It, when the when the uh, when the physician is doing it, it's more often than not the OBGYN that does the procedure, and I just always think this. Doctor is an expert on adult ladies' parts. He is like, or you know, this doctor has got the exact opposite expertise that I want doing this procedure. But whatever, I don't think they let you choose. Um, you know, ooh, I'm sorry. Could we have a plastic surgeon come in to you know? I, it's just not the way it works. And all but this I, from the Book of Galatians. That's incredible. I would say, I just think of the illustrations alone. You are. Oh. Tim, this is just the tip. I'm not going to go there. I am not going to go there. Um, Andrew, did you know that all month long at Lakeview Student Ministries, we're having a Maytastic month? It's a Maytastic, Maytastic May. You've got it's a, uh, you had it's a Maytastic slip and slide May. kickball. You've got a movie night coming. Uh, is there a bonfire? What what all are the other activities? Had, Am I a, missing any? We, we kicked it off with a movie night. Last week we did our water wars. So we had 900 water balloons. We had a slip a and balloons. slide kickball. It was also it was the, a ton of aren't fun. Aren't the new water balloons, do you almost feel like you're cheating when you fill up those new water balloons where they just they tie themselves off and it's, it's, crazy. it's done? That's why and you can have you think, 900 water balloons done in under 10 minutes. And you think, why did I spend an entire summer as an intern doing nothing but fill water balloons for three credit hours? I feel like I have been robbed because these new ones make life so much easier. 
Now, I got a, I got a text from one of my key leaders after youth group last week, and he said that was one of the the most fun nights I've had at Lakeview Student Ministries in 12 years. And I agree. Like it was, I posted on my Instagram. This was like top five youth groups for me. Just, just getting to know, a, you know, kind of a new crop of students for me. Mm-hmm. That's really why we're doing this month. I sent out our leader email today and just said, Hey, use, you know, don't use this time to slack off and not come, like come to youth group as leaders and get to know students. Cause it's, I don't know if you're going to get a better chance than a month like yeah. this, where it's pretty open. We have, you know, we have a theme each week, but it's really, really open to get to know students. So I've really enjoyed it. No concussions or, or uh, serious injuries from the slip and slide? We had a couple of pretty hard falls, but so far <laughs> I have received no parent emails telling me about an there injury or a concussion. So I would consider that a No win. insurance claims. That's a win. That is yep. a huge, huge win. Now, Victory setting for up the kickball game was a bit more cumbersome and annoying than I thought it was going to be. So I, while I'm sitting here planning the month thinking, hey, I'm going to get some time to you know focus on the sermon or – other things that a lead pastor should probably focus on when, when you're setting up for an event, it's, it's often more work than just writing a sermon. Timmy, I had, and uh, we probably should have talked about what we're talking about. Cause I'm just going to say, it'll be great. You, you just wait. Um, I was volunteering at an event at my kid's school this past uh, Thursday night mm-hmm. where my wife happens to be a teacher. So there's the double-edged sword of I am a parent, I am a faculty spouse, but I'm also the pastor of the closest church to the school. Right. Um, and I, I was live streaming some of the musical things that they had. And the PTA president came up to talk to me about something because I – um, volunteer and a few other things around the school as well. And so she was talking about something and it was a, Hey, I've been meaning that, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for a new church. And, uh, I, I just wanted to, to know before we come and visit, um, how does your church feel about gay people? And this is at five fifty-eight when an event starts at six wow. o'clock. I've got like, I've got literally a microphone on either side of my body as she is asking me this, the live stream has already started. And I tried to give the most politically correct um, answer of, you know, this is a nuanced conversation, one that we probably shouldn't have two minutes before our kids start singing, um, you know, the soundtrack. It's a pretty loaded question. Like you personally, you as a church, like in general, like as, as human beings, how do you feel about them? Like there's, there's so many different parts there. But it was, and so when. But I when mean, after all, your church like, oh, is the one where the pastor used to be a woman, though, right? That's, that's this is very true, CJ. very very true. Um, but it was, and I I know her a little bit. I don't know her super well, and so I think it, there, you know there's a comfort factor where she's like, hey, you know, you know what what's going on with about this, um, and. I like pulled up her Facebook later because I was like, I'm I'm just kind of curious. You yeah. know, all of our talking points are this is an issue that you know only X percentage of people care about. This is something that you know the the culture warriors on either side are going to make a big deal about. Um, but she graduated from high school the same year that I did. This is not a you know 23 year old trying to prove a point. This yeah. is not. Uh, you know, this is not someone who works in a very politically fueled position, but no, it's literally the, the PTA president sure. at our 
upper middle class public school saying, hey, before we visit, you know, we're just trying to figure some things out. This is one of the things that we want to know about your church. And it's, I mean, time, I, time and place, like, a, man, I would a, love to uh, have well, a coffee. Ab- and let's, Absolutely. Let's... Time. And, and I think she got that. And we have the kind of relationship that, that no toes were stepped on, but yeah. it's like, okay, this is becoming a, this is a front door question right. that people want addressed. Like, do, do we need to update a website? Do we need a, you know, you know, Hey, here are the six issues, the six questions that you're inevitably going to ask that we think. Yeah, like you because a lot of churches do you... have like, hey, here's here's our stance on human sexuality, and it's like right on the mm-hmm. website. So do do we need to start doing that? It's a good question. Um, I had a buddy reach out about an open position at a church, kind of in our area, and the you know th- I I was trying to delicate delicately tell him, hey, there's some things you want to think about before you you jump into that. There's some turmoil happening and uh he said yeah i noticed that their website like one of the statements was just like was just we are not liberals like there was no context it was just a we are not liberals period as to to one of their things he's like i thought that was kind of weird and i was like yeah i i could see that but you also don't want to slam a door on people when a nuanced conversation is important, but maybe but, that's... But isn't this like one of the most interesting times to pastor? Because I think for a lot of us as pastors, we would probably say like in this political landscape, this isn't exactly what we signed up for. And it's probably why no. so many pastors have left the ministry yeah. in the last two to three, I mean, three years because of yeah. the political climate that we're in. And we're like, yeah, I just want to like, I want to love and pastor people and I want to preach God's word. <laughs> But having to like dip my toe into politics doesn't exactly sound fun. But then on the other side, there's some churches and pastors who are like, "Yes, here we go. This is what let's, we've been waiting let's for." Let's lean in. And it's it's this on either is how side. I can like finally gain. Yeah, I can gain my following by right. I don't want to. I'm not going to be a fence sitter, and I'm going to make sure everybody knows who I am. We yeah. had, um, we we have someone who's. I don't want to say a visitor, but they've been a sporadic attender who they've been more regular recently. And I was sitting with this family um, in the fellowship hall and I was asked, so are you considered an evangelical church? And I could tell that the question was, you know, am I signing up to be how in, conservative are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, am I signing up to be a part of the religious right? If I am here, if I'm going to be, you know, is this church part of the Christian coalition or the handing out voters guides? And <laughs> so, um, and, and this, this person is from, from a different culture. And so I was like, no, that, you know, evangelical. And I went into the Greek, it's, it's the transliteration of Egan of Evangelium. And it's, it literally means good news. And historically what evangelical means is that we believe that every person needs to respond to the gospel for themselves and that you know and but but the political use of that word is very different the the, the cultural and political use of that term is not one that we claim or or necessarily want to be associated with but you know our denominational name is the evangelical covenant church so yes we are very much an evangelical church but I, i could just tell there was some apprehension in 
you know, and there's there's families, and it's it's such a weird thing. It's a very odd time. Uh, a buddy of mine um, who's kind of up by our friend Frank in Wisconsin, when we were at our previous church, he was the associate pastor and I was the youth pastor, and we were talking about our denomination um, was having some issues, and we were looking to, to leave and all of the things. And I said, like, man, this is just so frustrating. This is not like, – like you said, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what anybody went to seminary to, to be doing. And he said, um, you know, I don't you wish we could choose the issue of our day, but we can't, you know, we wouldn't it be great if we were 60 years in the past and we were saying we're going to march with Dr. King and we're going to do this, this and this, but we're not you, you have to be a part of the era that you are ministering in and you don't get to choose the issues that are going to be the cultural hotbed issues. So be faithful. And I think about that about three times a week. So thanks, Stephen Hess. I appreciate you, buddy. It's really good. It's really good. But I mean, it also it also plays into this because there are there are fewer and fewer guys that are truly seeking to get into the role of pastoral ministry, and a lot of it has to yeah. do with with this, with the political climate. Yeah, and it, it's the the role has changed so much, and. The you know I, our Brady Shear was posting all this stuff the past couple of weeks about the the sizes of churches and Laura said yes churches were split over MLK too yep absolutely yep. but don't don't we wish that we could you know go back to an issue like that yeah so and, and let me rephrase that no we don't wish we could go back to an issue like that thank goodness as a culture um but yeah just don't listen to me at this point my coffee hasn't all the way set in yet but it it's would a very be large mug nice though. it's a huge mug i'm very excited it's my wife's i don't i think i only own one piece of gilmore girl, or gilmore girl paraphernalia myself she owns lots well it looks really pretty so what do you have coming up the rest of the month of May in Safety Harbor Land, Andrew? We've got we've got a churchwide movie night happening on Friday night. We've got a membership watching? class on Sunday night. Um, I believe they I won't be in attendance because we have a school function. They're going to watch Jesus Revolution, which we nice. watched with our students, and it was pretty incredible. If you haven't seen it, they should sponsor Are you doing the show. Outdoor movie night, indoor movie night. They're going to do indoor for this one, just because mosquitoes. Like it's, it's, I would say it's getting hot too. I and, think and Lakeview, like we're look, on the lake, mosquitoes get really bad for like ninety minutes, and that would be prime time for the movie, and it would be awful. I think we had, I think we had fourteen people sitting outside last week for our outdoor seating section at our church, and we had three that were sitting outside yesterday because the weather time. has just shifted. It is, it is hot, 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 hot. Um, we uh, we've got our series that we're going through. We've got um, a preschool graduation happening, which is very exciting. That's Part fun. of our partnership with the preschool as they continue to grow, and for the first time, they are using our worship center instead of the fellowship hall, which is exciting. Wow. Um, we had talked about them using that for Christmas, and it was like, hey, can we use it for our holiday program? Like you can, but it's hard to call it a holiday program when you're standing in front of a giant cross. So yeah. it's, um, but I think they're, they're kind of leaning in a little bit more to our partnership, which is always exciting because, cause we love them. Um, it's just a, it's a super busy time. My wife has been using the phrase it's, uh, May-sember because, you know, 
it's that time of year. It's like it's as busy as December, only it's the end of the yep. year. It's wild. Jeff says yeah. it was real hot at Hollywood Studios yesterday. Disney, we we Disneyed last Sunday after church, and it was hot. But I'm mm-hmm. guessing yesterday was brutal. Um, Timmy, one other thing. This uh, I want to talk about the uh, the the PTA president. You know, we have this conversation. Well, the next night, Pinellas County, the county that uh, I live in and where the school is located, the big Pinellas County Schools event, they had like some awards banquet, and she was the rep for Safety Harbor Elementary. Uh, Safety Harbor Elementary's PTA won a couple awards, um, the most prestigious being an award for the uh, the male engagement because uh, we didn't want to pay the fee to use the term all pro dads because you know it's expensive to use yep. the tony dungy curriculum and mm-hmm. so instead of all pro dads we basically did the same program but we called it breakfast buddies me and another dad and so since there, we were the only non all pro dads program and it was an original program to our school we won an award we <laughs> the whole school year our, our me and this other dads our involvement was maybe six or seven emails and uh, three Thursday mornings throughout the whole school year. And there's this big trophy at Safety Harbor Elementary School that's, uh, you know, the PTA with the most outstanding male engagement. What up? Wow. So um, wow. No, no matter what side of the aisle she lands on, based on the conversation we had Thursday night, I'm a hero because of so the uh, of all pro dads uh, ripoff. So proud of you. John says, is it it's just wonderful. my speakers or does Andrew have too much treble? That's just Andrew's naturally high-pitched Ooh. voice. There's nothing he can do about it. He here, was born with that. Here comes treble. I could I could go into my, my blue settings and see if you could. I could CJ, uh, he's got to bounce, but listen to this, bud. Last week mm. at his current church, uh, Wednesday night, last night with his students, he's appreciating the prayers. <laughs> That's a lot. And, and, and it is that to, time of year where you know summer's coming in, ministry transitions happening. It's, it's the time of year when kings go off to war, so uh, don't be up on your roof looking for ladies bathing. But also, it is that, that time. Has of there's nothing to do happening. with what CJ's doing. I, no, that's now. I'm just saying it's the time of year when kings go off to war and pastors move on to other jobs. It's one of those natural transitions that happens. And, now, are uh, you guys going to be bringing for somebody in soon to, to Safety Harbor? Aren't you? Don't you have a few open positions right now? We we are combining our kids and youth into a next gen position, and we have an applicant in, which I think is going to be a, a really good fit. And but we're we're slow playing it, and we've let that applicant know that we're slow playing, and we're not trying to do anything before the end of the school year. Churches are so, really good at slow playing anyway, so it's fine. They, I had a conversation with somebody else at the school event, one of the, the teachers at the school whose ex-husband was a youth pastor, and them probably being abused by the church led to the fact that it's an ex-husband and not a current husband. Ooh. And we lamented the fact that churches are really, really slow at hiring and really, really quick at firing and should probably reverse those things. And yeah. Yeah, that's the the way it goes. Well, we are we are going to be opening up the search in the summer at Lakeview, so we've got basically two open positions that we're going to be searching for. So this will be my first time in my tenure as lead pastor where we're going to be doing a search like this. So we got our youth pastor search will be on, and then our 
worship leader search is going to be on. So it'll be an interesting season for us. Do you think it will be not weird, but will it be different hiring someone? Cause when you know, you've led staff before, but the staff that you were leading was the staff that you inherited. Now they were staff that you would have chosen anyway, but they, you know, you were not the, you are a peer and now you're, the boss man, whereas the, this new staff from day one, you're going to be the boss man. Oh, it's, it's already different, be different because, I, yeah, I've already interviewed a couple of guys for the youth pastor role, and it, it's already had that feel. Of, yeah, this is really different. It's a different season for me. It's going to be a different vibe, which is partially why I am taking it so slow because I want it to be the right fit. So I want to make sure I know yeah. these people before we hire them. We'll just bring somebody in. Well, and that, that's one of the things with the person that we're bringing in that works out well but also just complicates things is you're not just hiring a youth pastor you're hiring your kids youth pastor it's It's like this is the person who is going to play an integral part in my kids spiritual development right no pressure but i I mean i've also been really open with my elders that i'm not going to bow out 100 percent of student ministry i'm still going to play an active role whether it's a small group leader whether i'm teaching once a month in student ministry i'm just Based on what happened last time, where I completely said, you know what, all all hands off, you, you just go, I'm probably not going to have the same approach with the next one. Yeah, that's probably a wise choice. Timmy, it is noonish. We've got uh, miles to go. we got to send these people off to work. We've got work that we got to get done. Why don't we Always. try to do it next week, maybe in person? Maybe in person, and, possibly around the same time. And if you're in person, Tim, we... Your, your kids are homeschooling for the rest of the year. We can go get lunch. We could. We could lunch together. It's been a while. Sign me up. I'm it in. has. Hey, get hey, your work done. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see, see you everybody next week. next week. Get it done.